This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The following podcast contains explicit language. It's Tuesday, July 14th, 2015. From Slate, it's The Gist. I'm Mike Pesca. And in the news... This Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. No to Trump. And Donald Trump. 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 Ignore him. The Trump stuff. Love the Trump factor. Pushing Trump back. My gosh, there's so much to say about Trump. We almost need uh, two hours on him. All right. All right. A lot of cable shows. Of course, they're going to talk about Trump. They're going to Trump it up. What about the Sunday shows? Those shows aren't as desperate. They could talk about serious issues. They could talk about whatever they want. They could talk about Donald Trump drawing big crowds. Will you support Donald Trump? Let me ask you a question about Donald Trump. Yeah, they talk Trump, too. I'll save you the collective two hours that it would take to watch them. Here's what you need to know. The Donald Trump you may not recognize. I think Donald Trump is a big threat. The Trump, by, by throwing a wrench into the works, this rich, white, elitist... We're going to talk about Donald Trump, right? Is Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. We've covered this Donald Trump story this week, and the fact that we've covered this story like it's a real issue is asinine. Trump took on Macy. Donald Trump was, and Alec Baldwin at a was, dinner party. Yeah, yeah. His hardline views on illegal immigrants. Those piñatas of Trump. The Trump is talking about jobs trying to get a whole bunch of attention person who was loose with the facts saying lots of things that aren't true yeah when does it implode he's running for one reason only so people like us will sit around on sets like this and talk about him for the record i'm fine with the trump coverage you can't ignore someone polling as high as he is there is no precedent for that even if the guy does make your skin crawl so you ask smart people about him and you get good answers like doris kearns goodwin who we heard saying he is untruthful he's not a leader tavis dissing him matt by of yahoo entirely discounting his campaign in a way a political pundit never does but maybe should and you get carly fiorina and peggy noonan saying things like he speaks to our frustration And that's good to get quasi-endorsements like that on the record. By my count, Meet the Press said Trump or quoted Trump 52 times, this week on ABC 17 times, and Face the Nation 24 times. And some of those quotes of Trump was also Trump saying Trump because Trump likes to Trump in the third Trumpson. On the gist today, no more Trump, but we will talk politics. I'll spiel about warm-up acts at political rallies and those happy, happy crowds. But why are they happy? Is it because the crowds are all Republican or are Democrats happier? Or is any of that not just bullshit? We'll ask Maria Konnikova right now. Some people are pocketbook voters. Some people are single issue voters. Other people just vote for the candidate that they identify with, have a beer with, or who'd you like to babysit your kids? Me personally, I pick not just candidates, but entire political parties that I think are going to make me happier. Who's going to make me the happiest? For years, studies have been showing that I think conservatives are happier. Then I just read a recent study that showed actually liberals are happier. This seems to be, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Bullshit. Maria Konnikova is here. She is the author of The Confidence Game, something a politician needs to have. And we're going to talk about political orientation and parties and 
happiness. Hello, Maria. Hello, Mike. Okay. Did I characterize it correctly? For years and years, I have been seeing research that shows, in general, self-identified conservatives and maybe self-identified Republicans are happier by many measures as compared to their liberal Democratic brethren. Yes, you are correct. The only caveat I would say is not by many measures. Most <laughs> of these are self-reports. Okay. Are you happier? Oh, I see. <laughs> right. So, so it's not like we're actually testing all of these different measures of happiness. It's normally pretty, pretty clear-cut. Okay. And by clear-cut, I mean... We just choose one outcome. Yes. Now, this one study that mm-hmm. I just read about did it a little bit differently. Yes. They did facial coding yes. of not just liberals or Democratic people, but actual members of Congress from C-SPAN videos. Yeah. And this is uh, Sean Boychuk at UC Irvine. Uh-huh. So what did he do? So he did a bunch of stuff. First, he did the regular stuff, too, yeah. asking, you know, how happy are you, this self-reported happiness. Then he did a bunch of stuff that most people haven't done with political orientation and happiness. He looked at Twitter, and he looked at tweets and followers of people mm-hmm. and tried to do a linguistic analysis of, you know, are these happy tweets? Are they sad tweets? You know, what's the emotional content of them? Yeah. And then he looked at LinkedIn profiles and at public photographs and looked at their smiles Mm -hmm. to see who looks happier. Like, is he doing the thing where if people are really smiling all the way up to their eyes? Yeah, he he does it actually multiple ways. So there are a few different muscles that show whether or not you're really smiling. One way, there's a muscle that controls the sides of your mouth that kind of gives you the two little dimples, and you can't do that on purpose. Ah. And the other is the eyes. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion that we might have looked at all of these different measures because he didn't find anything in the first ones. Uh-huh. And so he kept, oh, he kept looking and he said, oh, but the eyes. The eyes. He found absolutely no difference in the mouth or in the prevalence or anything like that. But he found that the eyes were slightly different, but a very, very small. Eye smilers are liberals in More. LinkedIn profiles. I wouldn't have expected that. I would think that conservatives would be happier because most state legislatures are, con- are controlled by conservatives. Both houses of the U.S. Congress are controlled by conservatives. It would just seem that conservatives would have better days at work because they'll get their agenda passed more. Well, I think that you've just hit on two points. One is you can actually explain really easily and rationalize any results that oh, yeah. you get here. In the past, people said conservatives are happier because they don't care about anyone but themselves. They don't oh. care about the world. They don't care about inequality. They're comfortable with it, so they're happy. Or liberals really, their heart bleeds for everyone. So yeah, like liberals happy. are agitators. Right. Yeah. Um, but when it goes the other way, you could say something like, oh, liberals are hippies. Yeah, liberals, you can say liberals yeah. are happier with who they are. They don't have to constantly <laughs> justify yeah. that there's this internal conflict between how happy they, they want to portray themselves and the fact that they're not really happy on the inside. This, by the way, is the rationale used in this study. Oh, geez. And it, this was published in Science, by the way. This is, you know, this is. A respected journal. That's why I came um, across it. I only read the respected journal. And the other thing you hit on is you said, well, this is LinkedIn. This is Twitter. These are, these are all public contexts. And so if I am posting a family of me with my, a picture of me with my family, yeah. I'll probably be smiling differently than I am on my LinkedIn profile, Isn't this the which ve- is a posed picture. Yeah. The, the Facebook effect. There's, I don't know if we could do an, is that bullshit? But the idea, which seems plausible, is you put your best self, not always your most accurate self, on Facebook or on Twitter. Yeah. And so you can say, well, maybe liberal photographers are better at getting their subjects to laugh. <laughs> right before the yes. picture. And so you have more of a genuine smile once you get that photo op. Maybe they're just 
happy to be there because it's such a circumscribed set of circumstances. Yes. It's really difficult to make any sorts of generalizations. And, you know, and another thing is liberals, conservatives, these definitions change over time. So a conservative in the 1970s might be Richard Nixon, who favors really liberal policies on the environment today. A conservative in England believes in the monarchy. You know, the... It's not like brown hair, blonde hair. It's not like over six feet tall, under six feet tall. It's really fluid. And yet you have to think about, well, are there underlying factors? Because it's not like that's an aspect of your personality. Right. For most people, it's not. Right. For most yeah. people, it's not. Right. You know, I was I was born liberal. You know, they said, oh, it's, it's a girl. She has green eyes. Oh, she's, she's liberal. Congratulations. <laughs> Well, you were born in a suburb of Boston. I mean, I was born in Moscow, oh, so Moscow. I was actually probably born You're probably conservative. Born com- You're probably born communist. I was probably born communist. Yes, you yes. were born communist. They said it's a baby girl, and congratulations, she's going to fit right in because she's a communist. <laughs> uh, let's take let's take our two studies one by one. Mm-hmm. This latest study from Science that, sh- for the first time in a long time, shows that liberals are happier based on eye smile. You think that think that study's bullshit? Honestly, I think that a lot of it is. I think it's a loaded study. And if you read the abstract, that's what you think they, f- you think they found that liberals are happier. If you actually read the study, you, f- you see that all the effects they found are really, really small. And sometimes they found no effects. And so they had to keep looking, you know, because there was no effect in the mouth. There was no yeah. effect in self-reported happiness. There was no effect in this. Oh, the eyes. Hey, liberalism will make you happier. Not mouth smiley happy. Not... I actually think I'm happy, but your eyes will be happier. That's no kind of happiness I want. So, you know, and I think that's because we really, we've wanted this outcome, I think, as a society. Or at least as the liberal part of the society. As a liberal society and most of academia is very liberal. What about the other studies that, it's more than just one study, the several studies that show conservatives based on self-reporting are generally happier? Are they bullshit? I think most of them are are bullshit just because they use self-reported measures and they really load the deck ahead of time in favor of the outcomes. And then all of these, they just rationalize what they want to rationalize. There's no very good causal reason Maria Konnikova is the author of The Confidence Game and Mastermind, How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes and Liberals. They're okay near the eyes. Thanks, Maria. Thank you so much, Mike. And now the spiel, the bore of the crowd. I like politics, but I hate politicians. I like public speaking, but I hate rallies. I like rhetoric. But I hate so much of the stuff that comes out of speakers' yaps. Why is it? Well, I don't think it is the speakers. I think it might be the crowds. Crowds at political rallies act like they're cast by the same people who do the casting for Disney Channel shows. All right, all right. You're giving me a hint of subtlety. Don't do that. I want you to take any instinct for nuance and shove it deep, deep down inside. It's all jazz hands, GOP hands. And of course... Every reference that could possibly be interpreted as funny, it needs a huge laugh. You know, Washington, or as I call it, six square miles surrounded by reality. (laughs) Oh, Scott Walker, surrounded. This crowd is hopped up on hope. Before Memorial Day, he would organize me and all the other scouts as we would go through and put up flags on the graves of the fallen. (laughs) Woohoo! 
Graves of the Fallen. What? And here he is. Here's Scott Walker at yesterday's announcement that he was running for president. Here's Scott Walker talking about how he and the missus do their shirt shopping at Kohl's. Some of you know that Tonette and I like to shop at Kohl's, right? <laughs> so over the years, I've learned if I'm going to go buy a new shirt, I go to that rack that says it was $29.99, and now it's $19.99. And then we go up to the cash register and we get out the insert from the Sunday newspaper, you know, the little scratch-off one there. Or maybe we get the flyer we got back at home, right? Where you get 15 or 20, or if you're really lucky, 30% off, right? You know what I'm talking about. Woo, yeah, baby. That'll scale nationally. That's a good analogy for anything the country faces. Ah. Oh. And this crowd is acting like somehow they're not hearing a middle-aged man from the Midwest tell a fairly extended anecdote about how he and his wife clip coupons. Woohoo! I mean, if Scott Walker busted out the slideshow of his trip to the Wisconsin Dells at that very moment, and they've got an indoor water park there, it's indoors. I, I mean, if he did that, the fire warden could not assure everyone's safety. Seriously, this vibe reminds me of when I went to see Dora the Explorer live and Boots the Monkey instructed the crowd of three-year-olds to yell, Swiper, no swiping, whenever the nefarious, possibly government symbolizing Fox, came. Swiper, no swiping. It's like watching a Punch and Judy show. Boo, boo, candidates of the opposite party. Boo. Then there's the other kind of thing that goes on with crowds. Sometimes the speech just isn't that good, but the crowd knows what its job is. And there's applause. There's dutiful applause. Here's some of Hillary Clinton's economic speech from yesterday. And the, the crowd was applauding all the sorts of things that a Hillary Clinton crowd should applaud. Like immigration reform comes up. Woo! And then she says, Closing those loopholes that reward companies for sending jobs and profits overseas. All right, a little tepid applause. Come on, you're a rally. You got a rally. What's up next? So let's establish an infrastructure bank that can channel more public and private funds. Oh, yeah, infrastructure bank. Oh, my God. What, what else you got? Channel those funds to finance world-class airports, railways, roads, bridges, and ports. You hear that guy? You hear that guy in the background who wooed for the ports? Yeah! I love some ports. Keep ports alive. But you know what? This is better than the pantomime players over there in Wisconsin. I'm not going to play you any more Scott Walker. Because if Scott Walker was an avuncular storyteller, waxing rhapsodic or rapsing Wisconsin about his trip to Coles, then his warm-up act was a tart-tongued prop comic playing Zanies in the Chuckle Hut through Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, the comedy stylings of the wife of the local congressman, it's Rachel Campos Duffy. Scott loves to take long rides on his Harley. Hillary likes to take long rides on the backseat of her limousine. You know, <laughs> you know, Rachel's not only the wife of the local congressman, but she was on The View and the real world. But credentials, schmedentials. Funny is funny, am I right? She hasn't driven a car or pumped gas for herself since Al Gore invented the internet. <laughs> Scott, Scott takes a bag lunch to work every day. Hillary just recently discovered fast food. She now goes to Chipotle's Kardashian style with sunglasses and designer pantsuits and an entourage. Scott has been married to Tanette. 
for 24 years. <laughs> 24? 24 is Bill Clinton's favorite age. Oh, no, you didn't. So it's pretty obvious there, am I right, that Campos Duffy is just bristling with political wit. And I think maybe she could go on the road, open for other political candidates with uh, Chris Christie once berated a protester while licking an ice cream cone. I think about Hillary Clinton and I scream, go home! After Mike Huckabee lost over 100 pounds, he had the same problem as Bill Clinton, keeping his pants on! Ben Carson was once played in a TV movie by Cuba Gooding Jr. Hillary got played on Cuba Diplomacy, but good, Jr. But what if it's not Hillary? TV personality and reality show pro Rachel Campos Duffy can adapt her shtick to skewer any candidate. Carly Fiorina attended a high school in Ghana. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders wants your kids to smoke marijuana. Am I right? Carly Fiorina majored in medieval studies, or as Bernie Sanders calls it, current events. And you know, Jeb Bush battled to keep Terry Schiavo on life support. Sorry, Martin O'Malley, you are too far gone. Rachel Campos Duffy, ladies and gentlemen, as refreshing as she is outrageous, this Obamacare opponent will keep you in stitches. Remember to bring your funny bone and check your political correctness at the door. No Groupons or passes accepted for early Friday shows. The Chuckle Hut reserves the right to refuse union members and tenured professors. And that's it for today's show. Andrea Salenzi produces the gist. Hillary Clinton won't produce any emails. The managing producer of The Gist is Joel Meyer. Come election day, America's gonna look at Hillary Clinton and ask, why her? The executive producer of The Gist is Andy Bowers. Hillary Clinton must be kept from obtaining executive powers. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Bill Clinton's on Tinder and Ashley Madison. Okay, that's not really true. But we are on Twitter at Slate Gist and Facebook slash Slate Gist. The Gist. We find a dime to be, you know, merely a pittance. Hillary Clinton dies on the flesh of baby kittens. Allegedly, allegedly. I was friends with Puck. Thanks for listening. <laughs>